Hey, Fletch, a podcast that will equip, coach, and lead those who lead and manage the church. Dr. David Fletcher, also known as Fletch, passion is to hone church leaders in executive roles. Fletch is a pastor for 35 years and loves the local church. He runs spastor.org and receives hundreds of thousands of visits each year and is also featured on Christianity Today's website, managingyourchurch.com. From around the globe, people tune in on Fletch's warm and sound advice. He's a friend and church doctor, bringing an objective perspective, broad knowledge, and vast experience. Listen in to this podcast as Fletch sets to answer questions submitted by you and asked by me, Tim Samuel. Hey, Fletch. I would love to know if you have any further comments on the elder job description on Expaster. I'm interested your ideas on the role of discerning and setting vision. Is this with the senior pastor who then shares with the elders or is it with all the elders? Well, let me bring a little clarification first. So the, the question talks about the elder job description on ExPastor. And if you go to the expastor.org website, type in the search bar, which is along the top, elder job description, you can see uh, a file there or page that has an elder job description. Now, I'll give an aside even as we get started. Very few churches have job descriptions for elders or other governing board members. I strongly recommend it because you want to talk about what the elders do and what they don't do, what their purview is and what it's not. Every new governing board member needs this piece of paper, but very few churches had it. I, matter of fact, I've been trying to gather them on ExPastor, and it's like pulling teeth. So let me then answer the question, who sets the vision? And this is coming from a guy uh, down in Australia. I can say that everything on ExPastor and the Hay Fletches are anonymous, but I can kind of do it by continent because there's enough churches down there. And, and who sets the vision? And the answer to that is not one size fits all. A few churches, you might even say some, have a shared style of creating vision. Most or many have the senior pastor create the vision and then have the elders process it and hopefully <laughs> agree with it. If they don't agree with it, you have major problems. Some churches have other leaders, such as the executive pastor, create the vision. Now, that isn't very common, but it does happen if you have a, a visionary executive pastor and a, and a preaching pastor who really likes to just focus on exegeting scriptures. But it, it would be almost 99% of the time the senior pastor shares that vision from the pulpit either as a part of the message or as a different part of the service. And that's because traditionally we see the senior pastors or the preaching pastor or lead pastor as the mouthpiece for the church. So I'm coaching a guy currently on this, and part of the time over the next several months is talking through how to best do this in their church. Now, each church and each circumstance is unique. So what you want to find is a, is a system, a style, that works best for your church. What I've shared are some typical examples of what happens in most churches. I'm happy to talk more with folks, and it really is a, is a multi-month, like a six-month process of how to do this well. 
Thanks for tuning in. You got a question for Fletch? Go to xpasser.org. On the top of the page, hit the button Contact Fletch. He'll be sure to give you a response. And hey, your question might end up on the next podcast. Hey, Fletch. This is a big one. I have some obligations next week at church and they can't be moved. But now I just received an exciting out-of-town invitation with an important person in our church. What should I do? Oh, man, this is a deep one. Well, Jesus said this, Esto de, de hologos como nai nai u u. Now, I'm giving you Matthew 5.37 in Greek because the truth of this statement is like a foreign truth to us. It's like hearing something is like, I don't understand what that is. And even the way I pronounced it was hideous. But the translation is, let your yes be yes and your no, no. If you've made obligations and can't in good conscience cancel them, then you have to keep them. And you need to tell Mr. Big, this important person, and don't we love to be around those people? They either have money or status or power or a big name author, or it might be tickets to that game courtside that you've always wanted to see. But you need to tell that person that your yes is yes. You gave your word. Psalm 15:4 says, he makes a firm commitment and he does not renege on his promises. Or in the NIV, uh, who keeps an oath even when it hurts. And that first one was from the Net Bible. Hey, Fletch, I got to ask for forgiveness. I'm personally struggling with this one. Well, I, I had a deal where somebody called me to come uh, do a job interview out of town, but I had an existing obligation that I could not in good faith get out of. So we're talking about money. We're talking about salary. But you know what? Uh, it hurts to not do the exciting thing, it, but it'll hurt you more to dishonor your commitments. The right kind of people. So, Tim, you know, the right kind of people, when you say no to, they're going to see that you're honoring a, the, your word. And they'll want to hang out more with you and extend more invitations in the future because you're a man of integrity. And you also know when you go home and talk to your family, hey, this really hurt to say no, but it was the right thing to do. This is the kind of message that will speak volumes to your kids. Wow, never thought about it like that way. Um, personally convicted, thank you so much for sharing. From around the globe, you tuned in on Fletch's warm and sound advice. He's a friend and church doctor bringing an objective perspective, broad knowledge, and vast experience. Hey, don't forget, submit your question on xpastor.org. Your question will get a personal reply from Fletch. So email us a question by visiting xpastor.org.